Advice. A guide to vocal health. The voice is arguably the most personal instrument of all, but also one of the most injury-prone. Henry Yates looks at how singers can maintain good vocal health and get help when they need it. It's the nightmare scenario for any singer. You step up to the microphone, facing an expectant producer, keenly aware of the ticking clock and the financial pressure. You deliver the opening line and are immediately aware that something is wrong. The thought of my voice going away was awful, says London-based singer Matt Fall, who was diagnosed with a swollen vocal cord in March 2019. If I'm a singer and I can't sing, what do I do? Of all the injuries that will affect around 75% of musicians over their career, damage to the voice is perhaps the most personal. The voice is inside a singer's own body, and it's much closer to your self-identity, says Dr Genevora Williams, a renowned vocal rehabilitation specialist and singing teacher, who works with London's Voice Care Centre and the British Association for Performing Arts Medicine, BAPAM. If you've injured your wrist as a violin player, when you put your instrument in its case, it's not so much at the foreground. But when you've got a voice problem, it's there all the time. Cause and effect. Vocal health specialists consider most injuries to fall under three categories. Misuse refers to a singer using incorrect technique, perhaps with small factors like slight jaw tension or off-centre body alignment, often with a slow build-up over time. Overuse results from a punishing schedule. New use can be when a singer is placed in an unsettling situation, for example a West End singer performing in elaborate headgear. There are also examples of direct trauma, like a tennis ball hitting the neck, as well as non-abuse related illnesses such as reflux. But running through this is anxiety, says Williams. When we're anxious, worried, wound up, we hold our bodies in a state of tension, not in the easy, fluid, balanced way we normally would, and that always affects your voice. Perhaps it's no wonder that tension is a recurring theme among singers. As the focal point of many musical ensembles, the pressure to deliver is huge, and the safety net practically non-existent. As Diane Widdison, the MU's National Organiser of Education and Training, points out, many of our members do not have one employer who has a duty of care towards them, over any health and well-being health issues. Mindful of the bills and keen to promote a can-do reputation, many singers struggle on. Others don't address their voice issues until it's too late. Pain is actually not a common symptom, says Williams, because we don't have that kind of sensory feedback from our larynx. Before they start to feel pain, singers will notice their voice isn't functioning so well. The symptoms of a damaged voice could be loss of range, you might lose your high notes or get a hole in the middle. You might find you can't sing quietly or loudly. There could be issues with stamina or recovery time. So the day after a gig, you'll be knackered, whereas when you're fighting fit, you bounce straight back. Help at hand. But singers should be aware they are not alone. One of the music industry's most respected charities is BAPAM, which leads struggling artists through a logical healthcare pathway, providing experts at every juncture. We offer free clinical assessments and hold a list of clinical specialists in performing arts medicine, explains director Claire Cordeaux. And anybody who's earning a living through being a performer is eligible for our service. In vocal health, singers experiencing problems must first get an assessment at a specialist professional voice user clinic, 
including a laryngeal endoscopy and stroboscopy, a slow-motion examination of the vocal cords. Without looking at the vocal cords, nobody can tell what treatment is needed. We work with singers to ensure that they are seen by the right specialist to get a treatment plan delivered by recognised therapists. The good news is that, in the overwhelming majority of cases, singers who get the right initial diagnostic and treatment advice restore their voice and gain the knowledge to prevent injuries in the future. There's lots you can do, says Williams. Be really aware of your voice and what it feels like, and when it gets tired you should be pacing it. Frequent mini-breaks during practice are more important than long ones. It's also about being aware of what you do when you're not singing. Going to a loud social situation like a pub, you're going to up your effort in your speaking voice, and significantly tire it out. A healthy day-to-day lifestyle, she adds, can counter problems before they arise. Obviously, don't smoke. Reflux can affect your voice, because the acids and enzymes from the stomach creep up the esophagus and wash around the back of the throat while you're asleep. There's keeping stress at bay, using breathing and mindfulness techniques. But other things don't help. Honey and lemon taste nice, but what you swallow doesn't go anywhere near your larynx. The harmful effects of dairy and coffee, that's generally a myth. There's more truth, says Williams, in the emerging philosophy that musicians should strengthen their bodies like athletes. There is research, actually, she says, that looked at the rate of reduction of inflammatory markers on the epithelium of the vocal folds. To put that in normal language, when the vocal folds within the larynx get bashed around, they get slightly swollen. This research found that swelling reduced faster in people who are physically fit because of their overall metabolic function. The CO2 and O2 exchange in the muscles is more efficient and the whole system will clean itself up more quickly. Sing smarter. Even backstage, there are strategies to put in place. With a warm-up, says Williams, you should start with very gentle sliding exercises, normally on some kind of buzz or hum, starting low and gradually extending through the pitch range. Next, you should be opening onto valves and warming up the tongue with articulatory exercises. Then, extending to bigger pitch glides, moving through your whole range so you're getting the blood flow to the muscles you're going to be using, ready for more vigorous work. A sensible regime gives you the best possible chance of sailing through your career without injury. But just as important as following these preventative measures, stresses Williams, is to seek help when you need it. We don't hear a lot about the vocal injuries out there. People keep it a secret, because there's still an idea that if you have a voice problem, you're at fault in some way. Whereas if a football player tears a hamstring, they'll be given rehab. There's still a massive stigma for singers around this, but it happens to everybody at some point in their career. A Singer's Story I'd been singing in the Night Fever Bee Gees tribute show for eight months without a single problem, remembers Matt Fall. But on the last day, it definitely didn't feel right. And when I went for an audition two weeks later, it was as if I was skating on ice. I just couldn't navigate anywhere in my voice. My first move was to contact the voice care centre, who immediately recommended an endoscopy from a specialist voice ENT to find out what was going on. My whole panic was, am I going to be a worse singer? But actually, I've got a bigger range now than before the damage. I stepped in for a cruise ship gig in January, and I couldn't have sung that two years ago, but I was fine. So to come out of a vocal injury and do the hardest, most strenuous thing I've done, and be fine afterwards, that's a great sign.
during the COVID-19 lockdown, as diagnostic clinics are temporarily suspended. BAPAM is offering interim free sessions with their vocal rehabilitation coaches to help manage in the meantime. Call 0207 404 8444 for details. Learn more about BAPAM services at bapam.org.uk and visit voicecarecentre.co.uk for further information. For more on Genevora's work, see genevorawilliams.com.